We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One o'clock hour, Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tapter, Nixon with you. We'll be joined by Josh Klingler coming up in just a little bit. Really want to get his perspective on all three, soon to be three atmospheres, because we, we know in Buffalo that was raucous. He, he talked about that, and there was barely any red in the stands. But we had Nate Taylor on yesterday, and he kind of mentioned he didn't think the crowd was great in, in Baltimore. He thought it would, you know, they were maybe just nervous. Like so even wanna, from the beginning, he said, like, Ray Lewis came out, and they were like, yeah, go team. Yeah, so I want to ask Kling, because he, he was actually on the field, and did he sense the same thing? How did he view that? And he's also been to Allegiant Stadium, uh, what, at least twice now, if not three times. Uh, yeah, a so, few times. So we'll get his perspective on that venue and what Chiefs fans that are planning on going the game can expect. And let's go right out there now and hear from Josh Klingler, of course, a part of the Chiefs radio network each and every Sunday and none bigger than Super Bowl Sunday next week. But Klingler, we were, we were talking about the atmosphere. We had Nate on yesterday. How did you view Baltimore's crowd compared to Buffalo's crowd? And do you agree that maybe Baltimore's crowd was just more nervous than anything? Yeah, I thought Buffalo's was better. Louder. Um, and and Baltimore, you know, I'm I'm not playing Homer here, but it wasn't as loud as Arrowhead. I mean, I I think that they wanted it to be that way, but they pulled out a lot of stops too. They brought every star back, and they really made it a. It was a nice show and everything, but in terms of just straight loudness, um, no, it's not. It wasn't anywhere close to like what Arrowhead is. And I thought I thought I thought Buffalo was better because I think the. Uh, there was a little more, I don't know, venom maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure. I, there's seemingly like a little more head-to-head history, so I felt I kind of felt that more so than than Baltimore, which I think was just like, oh, we got this game. It happens to be the Chiefs, but we're happy to be in this game. I mean, Buffalo was more personal. Like we we're trying so, to we we're trying to dig through the reasons why Kansas City and Baltimore would have beef, and I'm like, I don't know. I think the best I've got is like the Dunce versus the Chess Master in 2014. I'm not sure that they've got any beef other than that. No, and I think, I mean, other, and it's not even real beef, but it's like, you know, uh, master and student a little bit with yeah. uh, with Andy and, and, and John Harbaugh. So I feel like that, I feel like that that's a big advantage right now. I thought as much as anything, it was the coaching and the preparation uh, that went into to the game the other day. I just think that Baltimore got away from themselves and, and the, the Chiefs really didn't. And so I think that was kind of the, the key in terms of the game to me was that, I, I would think uh, Baltimore radio is dealing with a lot of what, what was that and why and why, and the Chiefs are just like, yeah, we played our game. So, you know, I think there's there's points for not overthinking it sometimes, right? And I think don't think the Chiefs overthought it. I think they knew what they had to do on defense. They knew they had to be efficient on offense and were for a half, and then you know rode the defense in the second. 
I think if you look at coaching, obviously we know there's going to be a lot of great coaching in this game as well. Andy and, and Shanahan, and then, of course, Steve Spagnolo. We were licking our chops a little bit, thinking about the possibility of Spags has two weeks to get Brock Purdy figured out for a guy who started slow in two playoff games anyway. How much of that do you think, or how well of a job will Spags do kind of limiting that? Yeah, I mean, you'd think San Francisco would stay with the run game a little bit longer, right? I mean, if if they go out of that game and Christian McCaffrey's got three carries or or, or, or <laughs> six or whatever that the combined uh, runners had for Baltimore, they'll really be asking questions. So, I, I mean, I think you got to prepare for the run a little bit better and then, yeah, figure out ways to, to you know, bring some – some more complex where's the blitz coming from stuff uh, for Purdy to handle and try to, you know, try to complicate things for, for him. No, I mean, I, if anybody's dialed in, it's Steve Spagnuolo right now. I don't think he's, he's just the, the wizard of this entire thing. So yeah, give him a, a couple of weeks. And uh, I, I like, I like the chief's chances for sure. Kling, you've been out at practices. You've been in the locker room throughout the season. Now with Charles and Minahue out for the year with that torn ACL, unfortunately, it looks like Felix and Yudike Uzama could be active, and they, they may need him to be active for this game. Talking with the team, and I don't know if you had a chance to talk with Felix, do, do you think you know he's capable of giving you 8 to 10 snaps in this game if needed? You know, I, I wish they'd have found a way to, to do that a little bit during the playoffs. I think that was kind of one of the disappointing things. I mean, you got to yeah. earn it. I'm not saying you, you know, I'm not saying that they're holding him back or anything, but you love to just, you know, he's been allowed to have this red shirt freshman year to me you know and so but you wanted him to just get a little feel for the postseason like this is September baseball right you bring that guy and you have him you have him play a little bit in September knowing that he's going to be in the in your opening day lineup uh, hopefully the next year in spring training I, I was I was hoping they'd be able to do something like that I guess the injury might open up that avenue um, for him to come in and make a couple plays will he be as impactful as Charles Menahue? no um, but can you get his feet wet a little bit I mean I, I'm not really counting on anything more than that but I think he is you know his clock will start next year um, and if you can get you know maybe him to make a play all he needs a play right like um, look at uh, uh, why why the name's escaping me right now the dude that dude that had the pick last week um, oh Deion Bush Deion Bush yeah. yeah Deion Bush he played three defensive snaps um, and he and he made a play. Like, if if Felix could do something like that and walk out of that game feeling great, I think that's a good bump for for next year. But in terms of like the impact, you know, in this game, I, I you know I don't think there's anything that would say count on him to have any kind of impact. But you know, can he crack the rotation and at least get his feet wet? That's all I'm looking for. I assume that if they, I had big questions about the Chiefs' offensive lines tackle play going into the postseason and their ability against two teams that rank really highly in the sack department in Buffalo and the Ravens, but in a way, once they got through those, I'm like, what am I supposed to worry that all of a sudden San Francisco is going to completely take advantage. They might get to him every once in a while, like any defensive line would, but they're playing well enough now cling that I guess I'm not, I'm no longer overly worried about somebody else's pass rush going into it. No, I don't think, I don't think we should be right. I mean, if, if you're not knock on wood, right. With Juwan Taylor, but if you're not going to jump offside <laughs> or start early, against two road atmospheres, you better not be doing it in the Super Bowl. So I feel like that's that was the only complaint I really had with him. It wasn't even as much anything after snap. It was just pre-snap. Like, can you just stay? And then, you know, Donovan Smith's, a, you know, uh, a pro. He's a veteran. Um, you know, could they stand to upgrade at that spot next season? Yeah, kind of looks that way. But if he's fully healthy now and, and can give you that, and heck, uh, you know, Wani Morris is – healthy and ready to go too so i guess if you would struggle in that department you still got that extra guy if you need to but no i think i think they perform well you haven't called their names you haven't really noticed them and that's for an offensive line that's a good thing the only thing we noticed the other day was 
you know, guys doing the extra pylon and <laughs> that uh, offensive like Trey, you know, Trey burying people into the turf and that kind of stuff. Um, they were mean and nasty up front last week. I hope that continues. This is the most mean and angry team I feel like I've seen from the Chiefs in a while. We used to complain all the time that they were soft in the trenches. Oh, and they were, I mean, they were anything but the other day, right? I mean, they were just, they, Baltimore did not like it. They were getting ticked off, um, really got, kind of got under their skin with, you know, being able to, to stand up to somebody and dish it themselves. So, no, I think that that was a nice, <laughs> nice angry group that played. Nick Allegretti played well as as well, filling in. Um, you know, he's obviously a guy that's had experience, so that's that's a good thing as well, that you can continue to kind of plug people in to cover up some injuries. And, you know, you'd love to have the injured guys back, but if you don't, I think you should have every confidence that, you know, whoever they're going to plug in is going to be able to do something. Again, Deion Bush, the fifth safety, <laughs> made a big play last week. Like, uh, they've they've fed upon each other very very well, and um, you know I, I expect they'll be a little bit healthier. I don't you know I don't I, I'd be I'd still be surprised if Joe Tooney's ready. So you're probably going to have Nick Allegretti. Who knows about where Willie Gay's going to be um, in a couple weeks? Because it, it felt like he was close, but maybe with maybe with two weeks he's he's able to 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 feel better. Um, but if not, you know I think I I don't think it's going to be a hampering thing like we saw maybe with like Miami and Buffalo where it was like glaring that they had injuries on defense. And those are things you can take advantage of. Even if the Chiefs have some injuries, I don't think there's anything glaring that, you know, San Francisco would be able to exploit. We're talking to Josh Klingler. He, of course, is on the sidelines for the Chiefs radio network each and every game. And you'll hear him tomorrow morning at 558 right here on 610 Sports Radio on Fesco in the morning. But uh, you've been to Allegiant Stadium, what, three times or is it four? Uh, it would be three. We weren't there. I guess it, we weren't there the COVID year. So, yeah, three. Three times. What, what can people yeah. expect at that venue? Because we, we were going through. Cody dug up some numbers just in general. Mahomes, probably not surprisingly, uh, ridiculous inside venues. 14 and 1, 33 touchdowns, three picks when playing inside. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the cooler atmospheres because it's been a home crowd every time the Chiefs have been there. So I don't, I don't know if that will be the the case. Who knows with like you know eight ten thousand dollar tickets what the makeup's going to be. Right. Um, it it. But I expect there's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans. Although San Francisco, you guys remember Miami? I mean, mm-hmm. they were they weren't uh, they weren't shy about going anywhere. And this is an easier trek uh, this go round. So you know, say it's a fifty fifty crowd. It's it's a it's a cool venue. Um, I mean, they they put on a show. Uh, anyway, like on a, just a regular Sunday, it's Vegas, right? So I got to imagine that's going to be amped up, you know, uh, even more for uh, a Super Bowl matchup. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they do. Uh, I, my, it's one of my favorite places because, I mean, there's not all that many places that have or any that have like a, uh, like a 10-piece band that performs – you know, in between series, <laughs> I mean, it, they got a stage and a and a and a house band that that plays the entire time, and, and cool. they're 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 a lot of fun. So no, it's a it's a really really nice venue. It's probably the nicest one. I think better even better than like SoFi of the new stadiums. I mean, it's 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 pretty uh, pretty gorgeous. And then then obviously a walking distance to the strips, not bad either. So <laughs> yeah, anybody that's going, if you can, uh, you know, donate a kidney to to uh, to get there, I think you'll, you'll probably have a good time. What about the field? Uh, because we know last year that right. was that was the story. They claimed they had the field growing outdoors, and it was going to be great. They got it on a tray, and I guess that's what's going on here. They got the field on a tray. They can bring it in. Uh, I would imagine you would think they learned their lesson from last year. Yeah, it sounds like it. From what I've heard, they've they pretty much you know a lot of times it'll be like the the home the home crew and then a few select people. I think they've brought in more experts, quote unquote. To uh, to help out, 
um, this go round. And then, you know, assuming the weather holds, I think they feel, I've heard that, you know, they feel like the, you know, the growing outside is, is going well. And so, uh, you'll get that, you'll get that in and, and hopefully nicer. Their regular season grass has not been great. So, but I'm expecting, you know, it'll hopefully won't be a story and that it'll be in better shape than, you know, kind of their regular season ones have been because yeah, it's a little bit difficult. The system they have in place is a little hard. I mean, you're, you're rolling that in and out, trying to grow it outside is not the easiest thing in the world. And then UNLV plays on turf <laughs> for, uh, for Saturday games. And so, it, it is at least been a grass that's been played, you know, just one time a week. But this will be a whole new one for the uh, for the Super Bowl, and so hopefully, uh, knock on wood, it'll be fine. Hopefully, it won't be a story at all. It'd be nice, right? It'd be nice if referees and grass hmm. weren't a story of of uh, of a Super Bowl. Don't worry, there'll be some when the, when the Chiefs win, Kling. There'll be some conspiracy about something, you know. So, well, it can't be the Super Bowl logo color anymore. No, so. no. Well, I mean, if the Gatorade's red, by the way, they're going to blame Taylor. <laughs> the flag's buried under the stadium. That's and the right. Chiefs have never lost there. I mean, I don't right. know. Everything's pointing their direction. I mean, what are you? Gonna, what else are you to come up with? <laughs> All right, Kling. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week uh, out in Las Vegas. Hey, you guys have fun. Stay out of trouble. Um, <laughs> I don't agree to that part. I'll, I'll do oh, okay. the first part. Fine. The have fun. The have fun part. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I mean, don't don't call me if you need any bail. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? I'm the, I'm your kid all of a sudden. I gotta call my dad when I need a bail the first time in my life. <laughs> there you go. That's Josh Klingler. I need my coworkers now. We'll I can't be, call him again. We'll be listening to Kling tomorrow morning. He's <laughs> on the air, of course, starting at five fifty eight, and then uh, on game day, Chiefs Radio Network. Plus, I'm sure, as Kling said, he gets out there. I think later next week, and so uh, we'll, we'll probably try to connect with him at some point. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be a blast. I mean. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of people listening. Maybe have been out to Vegas for a Raiders Chiefs game before, and so you you, you know some you've lot, talked a lot about going out there and wanting to make sure you saw a Chiefs game out there. Yeah, I, want, I, I don't think you were expecting to get to do it for the <laughs> Super Bowl, but no, yeah. no, yeah, it was definitely a stadium. I wanted to go see a Chiefs game at Allegiant Stadium. I guess that's what's going to happen, but definitely not mission uh, accomplished. Mission accomplished. But I, uh, I definitely pictured a uh, Chiefs Raiders game. But I think this uh, this will be just fine. I think that'll be all right. You think so? I think we'll be. Someone says expect to walk a mile to get in the stadium. I think yeah, those newer the, big stadiums kind of are that way. They're very sprawling. Well, we were at uh, Phoenix last year. Yeah. You have to walk from the the street to like it. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's just this venues. In you know the, what it the, is? The grounds like, are so big. But you're walking on the grounds versus. I have to walk a mile yeah. at Arrowhead too. I'm just yeah. walking over the berm, across the pedestrian <laughs> bridge. You know, like right. you're trying to pretend like I don't have to walk a mile at Arrowhead. True. It's just. Parking lot versus facility is really what we're talking That's about fair. here. Feels slightly different, but same vibe. I'm looking forward to it, obviously, for a variety of reasons. I've never been to Allegiant Stadium, and you and I are 2-0 in that. But you'd mentioned the stat against Mahomes in a dome. Look, we're going to, over two weeks, this is what happens. You throw a lot of information to people, and you try to decide which of these things actually matter. Does Reed versus Shanahan versus pressure or not? What do the things actually matter for how this game results. One thing I know for sure matters is how Patrick Mahomes plays indoors. I didn't want to do straight dome, in which he's 10 to know, by the way. I didn't want to do just retractable roof because I know that the roof will be closed because I've already looked at the weather and they're not going to leave it open for a Super Bowl unless the weather was fantastic. He is 13 and one indoors. He has 33 touchdowns. He has three total interceptions. Oh, I looked it up because I, I didn't give that set originally. Zero fumbles. <laughs> he has never given the ball away on the ground. He has only given it away three times in 14 games. Couple that with the fact that he doesn't turn it over in the postseason. 
How is this not a major thing? How would this not be a major contributor for if you were trying, if you were a better, yeah. if you were yeah, anybody, yeah. you were trying to just decide who's going to win this game. Tell me that stat doesn't matter. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an interesting stat. I mean, it, it, it speaks volumes to once again, how great Mahomes is when you, you're now adding in perfect conditions. Theoretically, we assume a perfect field. It should be at least a perfect field, no wind, all, all of that. And you put the best quarterback in football in perfect conditions. You expect said quarterback to excel. Um, I think the reason why maybe it doesn't seem quite as crazy as if we were doing the same stat. And you told, stats are always nuts. Yeah, I mean, like if, if you told yeah. me that Brock Purdy had been in the league for seven years and he was a guy that, you know, was average outside, but inside he had those numbers. Most like, people like, in a dome are great. We would say, wow, because, Jared, that was the thing last week even with golf. Now, they were playing outdoors, but everybody was making a big deal about golf playing outdoors. Normally for that, you think cold weather. Um, but golf is better indoors. Even when it was 70 degrees and sunny out in Santa Clara, he's just a better quarterback indoors, perfect conditions. But Mahomes, his outdoor numbers are Hall of you know, he's a Hall, I mean, they literally are Hall of Fame worthy already. So that's probably why it doesn't seem quite as crazy. But yes, those numbers are insane. It's just all his numbers are insane. Yes, but these are, yes, but also these are like 15% better than normal Mahomes. Yeah. It's uh, for the... Uh, Anime fans of this show, it's Super oh, Saiyan oh. Dragon Ball Z nonsense. You've seen those clips. He's just like, he's already a superhero with extra strength and super ability. And then you put him in a dome and it's it's something beyond that. Indescribably better somehow than he already typically is. I understand every quarterback gets better in a dome. That's the whole thing. It was the Kurt Warner thing. It's the Jared Goff thing currently and why Detroit was a good fit. It's with Kirk Cousins, indoor, outdoors. Of course, people are better in ideal conditions where the ball doesn't move and all these things outside of it. But, I mean, it's it's even better than that. If I had told you Patrick Mahomes, by the way, that's a pacing stat that would put him somewhere near 5,000 yards, 42 touchdowns, and five or four picks for an entire season. That's better. Like, Mahomes is great. That's even better than normal Mahomes. It's crazy what he does inside. Brock Purdy is better. Or he's, uh, he's about the same inside, by the way. Very small sample size. He's only played four games in there, and it's about the same. <laughs> He's three and one. He throws for 250 yards a game. He has seven touchdowns and three picks. So, I mean, I don't have some, like, world-beater edge on that end for you. You heard Kling talking about the uh, the, the pregame atmosphere uh, in Baltimore a little bit compared to Buffalo and, and how it wasn't nearly what it was in, in Buffalo. But then you added in uh, the Justin Tucker scenario before the game and that situation, which I know some people are like, hey, why are you guys still talking about it? Well, because Travis Kelsey was asked about it again uh, today. We heard Patrick Mahomes discuss it with Carrington yesterday. So now it's probably over at this point. But it was interesting to see the difference uh, and hear the difference when Justin Tucker tried to downplay it uh, and, and basically say, oh, I was just having a good time and I was just joking um, and, and I think, frankly, lie about it. And then to hear both Kelsey and Mahomes, starting with Patrick yeah. Mahomes uh, yesterday when he was talking with Carrington. And the one part that stood out the most was when he says, hey, it's only happened three times and it's always happened against Baltimore. It, it became a bigger deal than I think it actually was. But at the same time, I mean, I've, I've had like seven years of, of kind of doing that same warm up routine. And there's only been, a, I think, like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't a. Uh, because uh, you don't usually talk to the guys. There have been a kicker that wasn't necessarily moving out the way, or you kind you weren't kind of sharing the field um, in the right way. And I mean, it was in Baltimore all three times. So um, I, he does that little stuff. I think to try to get under our skin. And I asked him to move his stuff, and he and he got up and moved it. I think two inches 
um, but but didn't move it out of the way. And I, I, I was going to kind of let it slide, but Travis kind of got it and moved it for me. And then after that, I wasn't going to let him put it back down. So it's, it's something that we, we move on. I mean, I have a lot of respect for him as a player and as a kicker. Um, one of the best kickers of all time, probably the best kicker of all time. But at the same time, you got to have respect for each team. And we all share the field, and we, we try to do that in a respectful way. Yeah, it only, only happens with Baltimore. And guess who, oh, the kick, weird. guess who the kicker has been in Baltimore the whole Justin time? Justin Tucker. Yeah, so I think it's pretty clear. Then Travis Kelsey was on uh, today talking uh, with Pat McAfee about the Justin Tucker situation. Because, again, it was Kelsey who th- threw the helmet. And Kelsey and, on his podcast and, said, if you want to be a – Jerk yeah, here, about I think it. This part, this first clip I can play, yeah, is uh, is from his own podcast, New Heights. I believe we have it uh, properly edited. This go around, take a risk. The other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way. You know, you you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on. That is the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a f- about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your. F- <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet it's actually kind of dangerous really but like if you're not going to pick that up i'll happily move that for you if you're going to be a dick i promise you i can, <laughs> I can one up you every time that's <laughs> such a great answer uh it's such a great answer and then he was on pat mcafee's show and talking about it even further which is great i love that this story has had as many legs as it is because they're talking about going into the bank to rob it like chiefs holic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this Tucker thing was obviously, they lit a fire under the ass of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. It's so obvious now. Oh! Hey, how are you? hey, Justin Tucker was going to beat your ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to beat your ass. You know that? Hey, Pat, he's going to beat your I'll, ass. I'll tell you, but Pat, me and, me and Patrick were on the sideline in the fourth quarter when Tucker had that chance to cut the lead to one score. If he would have missed that field goal, we were 100% getting a 15-yard play. <laughs> of course he made it, of course. He can't let us have any fun. Yeah. have any fun, man. Yeah, and of course. We were always 1,000% getting flagged for that one. I was thinking the exact same thing, by the way, when he lined up for that kick. It felt like they had had the game at that out, point. They were going to run out on the field and celebrate the, the miss. Dude, they were mad at Justin Tucker. Well, they I should mean, be. God, he, they were hot. He was being a, uh, yeah, yeah. He was being, you know, being a you-know-what about the whole thing. You can't, I guess I just got to be honest. I don't care even if it's your just general personality. It doesn't work. You can't be a hard ass and be a kicker. Both things don't compute. You can't back anything up. It's like you're the tiny guy picking fights in the bar. No. Not unless, not unless you're an MMA fighter. Stay out of this. Yeah. Stop picking fights for us. Justin Tucker, the kicker, the man who kicked the ball, he, he, had, he did his job twice. Actually, hold on. They scored two times. He kicked the ball four times. So he had to do a job four times. You're getting us in trouble with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, guys who are going to play 60 plays and absolutely scorched us. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks for walking us into that trap. I like how honest and angry. I think it's very obvious. Like Tucker tried to downplay it. You remember yesterday when we played the audio, but it's so obvious that it actually frustrated them, and they took it out on Justin Tucker. I still think the the best sequence of the entire Pat McAfee interview today with Travis was about wearing black. Oh yeah, that that was to me that was the best part. Chris Jones, Chris Jones made it made sure to tell everybody make sure you're wearing all black this week. Hey. We're going in there. We're gonna we hit the bank like Chiefs of Holic, baby. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> there was like a split second where he was like, "Oh, do I say it? Yeah, I'm gonna say it." All right, what's Chris Jones to win Super Bowl MVP? If I'm just feeling, uh, I think I'm feeling seventy to one, something like that. Ooh, seventy to one, huh? 
You know that requires at least three sacks. Well, it could be two sacks, two sacks and a strip, a strip sack. sack, and or one sack, but it's a fumble. He recovers, returns it, and basically it's like a game-winning I, I touchdown. Underst- <laughs> I understand it's a long shot bet. You don't have to talk <laughs> like I don't understand the long it's, shot it's, in which I'm taking. I'm just now that this Chiefs holic things come to light, it's making me feel like a long shot. No, I was know? looking at Super Bowl. We'll have next week to talk more. But actually, tonight we'll talk a little bit about it on that betting show. We'll be live out at uh, Hollywood Casino. Uh, getting set for uh, for the big game. We'll have uh, two more bad betting shows, and we'll have a, an hour show tonight at Hollywood Casino where you can already go out and, of course, bet for Super Bowl MVP and Purdy and Mahomes, the favorites. But, yeah, there's some long shot ones. There's some long. Cole Hardman is like 120 to 1. Well, I'm not putting money on 70 to 1 for Chris Jones <laughs> and McColl. Obviously. What the hell McColl have to do? Return two punts for yeah, a touchdown? They put everybody on the board for the most part, Tony. Everybody, 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 everybody's pretty much on the board as an option. I can even get Tony. His, his hips you could. You I think could. his hip may or may not be Is hurt. Bucker on there? Uh, Bucker? Can we kicker. Oh, 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 I'll be totally honest. There have been games where Patrick Mahomes has said, if, thank goodness we have a good kicker. And not to say that this would happen. but I've if just the, never seen a if kicker. If the Chiefs win, win and they... He's 430 to 1. He'd have to be, what, 7 the, to 7? He would, seven to, seven? he would have to kick six field goals, and they only score like one touchdown. I mean, there's a bunch Zero of guys that are tied for the worst odds at 750 to 1. They're players like Blake Bell, Drew Tranquil... Jalen Watson, Mike Edwards, like those, that's, that's seven. Your better bet there though is like, if you're doing that is been Butker is tranquil. Just hope somebody like gets a pick. Malcolm Buck, Butler's it, you know, uh, Chris Jones, 140 to one. I'm sorry. 140 ooh, to one. Ooh, double the odds. You, um, you're trying to yeah. short, short Travis Kelsey, 17 to one Pacheco, 35 to one. Mahomes is of course no value really. Plus 140. I might just put a dollar on Harrison Butker and just see what happens. No, because there have been games. If he, kicks, I'll give you credit for the win, man. If, if, It'd be a hell if, of a win. If the Chiefs somehow win twenty-one <laughs> to fourteen and it's seven Harrison Butker field goals, he will win. The, seven he will win. Harrison Butker field goals. They if, win twenty-one. If they 18. Get down, <laughs> I need you to look up during the break at some point. How many times has a kicker made seven in a, in a game? Period. Let alone Ever? exactly. How that's many, my that's how, my point. What was Cody the most he made like, this year? I think he made six. Right. I think he made six. Yeah. There's a legitimate shot that okay. they get to the red zone and they True. get stopped the and he's kicking eight chip shots. Record. Rob Baronis once made eight in 2007. There you go. That's unreal. Uh, if that happens in the Super Bowl, Drew, go ahead. I'll, <laughs> we, will give you, we will give you props for the rest of your time on this show. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying – I said I'm going to put money on it. I'm not saying Harrison Bucker is my MVP. Yeah. That, well, would, that would be gutsy. So we'll, we'll talk betting tonight. I'm on from 7 to 8 out at Hollywood Casino. Uh, you can come on out there. You can listen on the Odyssey app or obviously – just listen right here on 610 Sports Radio. Up next, we'll get to what's trending and one idea that was floated out there about the Super Bowl and when it's played. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending. Chiefs just getting set, of course, to head to Las Vegas. They'll leave on Sunday. Still a couple more days till then, and uh, we're going to hear from Andy Reid tomorrow, potentially Patrick Mahomes tomorrow. Uh, but other than that, a little quiet until they get to Vegas Sunday before opening night out in Vegas on Monday night. That's open to the public. So those of you that we've already heard from some of you, if you're going to be out there earlier in the week, that is actually one of the things you can go to uh, and buy tickets for and all it's that. It's a cool thing so, to experience. Yeah, and this, this one is, is different, and I actually think it's cooler because – it's going to be at Allegiant Stadium. A lot of the opening nights have been at a secondary location. You know, it's been at a baseball park or it's been at uh, an arena. This is actually going to be at the same venue where the game's played, which I think adds to it. It'll be cool. To, I guess then I'll the get the lay of the land, right? A little bit. Before I got to go there, uh, uh, I guess six days later, whatever it'll be, as I can't believe it's already Wednesday, which means we leave in like four days or whatever to go to Vegas. There so, you go, man. We'll be live from Radio Row. Starting on Monday, we'll be there the entire week. We're already figuring out guests right now. I was, uh, you know, and I might take this. To, I might take this to the audience. See if there's a guest you think you would like. Couple names. There were. There were on the fit. We want to, I want the honest listener's opinion. Next up on Watch Training, the Angelos family is set to sell the Orioles for one point seven billion dollars. They have remained one of the lowest payroll teams over the last fifteen years. Actually, they averaged twenty ninth in his ownership era. From a spending perspective, not surprised to see them eventually sell. They got a beautiful ballpark down there and a young, talented team. This might actually give them a chance to compete a lot better. Someone goes in there and actually spends a little bit money. The Orioles, with the talent they have around there, could actually make some noise in Major League Baseball the next five years. Yeah, it's a good thing for fans of the Baltimore Orioles to see. Absolutely. This is one of those you're like, thank God that guy's selling the team. Next up on what's trending local college basketball. KU took care of Oklahoma State last night. No problem there. 83 to 54 next up for the Jayhawks a tough one to say the least my goodness they're going to take on number four Houston at Allen Fieldhouse three o'clock tip off just a little bit as for K-State last night they fell to Oklahoma by 20 points 73 53 the Wildcats will travel to Stillwater on Saturday afternoon we mentioned Missouri had played earlier in the week they did not play last night and I believe Missouri's next game yeah against Arkansas tonight I'm sorry Arkansas tonight so they will take on the Razorbacks this evening in Columbia Next up on Watch Training, the PGA officially completes a $3 billion deal to become a for-profit company. If you didn't realize, PGA has been operating as a non-profit or not-for-profit for this run. Their deal with Liv is still not done. I think once they thought that that agreement was kind of in the works, Liv would stop stealing their golfers. Not so much. Liv has continued to take golfers from the tour. That deal needs to get done for the PGA. They're just waiting for it to officially go over that this deal makes them one step closer, essentially. Getting the cash infusion from a private company, making themselves public, will make that deal go smoother, likely with Liv. Next up, uh, Mike McDonald, the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. That news coming out about an hour-ish ago. Uh, That means there's just one team without a head coach. That's the Washington Commanders. They've kind of found themselves in a tough tough spot now unless they reopening uh, reopen their interview situation. It seems like Dan Quinn might be the favorite to be the next head coach of the commanders after missing out on Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, um, unless there is a surprise candidate that emerges, 
uh, Aaron Glenn and Dan Quinn are the two most likely head coaches of the Washington Commanders. I'm trying to decide. God, is that... Those are so uninspirational. Do you think they regret moving on from Pete Carroll now? Given you that they mean, haven't been able the to. Commanders. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, they don't no, regret no, moving no. on for. If it were the no. other way around with Carroll, maybe. Yeah. They still ended up getting what was one of the. A younger defensive the, the, run. Yeah. The young coordinator names that people were really kind of attracted to. I don't think they liked him as much as Johnson and Slowick because he's a defensive guy. So I don't think people were beating down the doors for him. But Mike McDonald was, was well thought of in league circles. The commanders are the one that I'm like, boy, you're just going to do all this and get Dan Quinn. Cool. Especially because we know, you and I both know, they're most likely taking a quarterback with the third overall Correct. pick. So. That's what's trending here on Cody and Gold, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Info at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. So Dan Patrick's show, sure, uh, we've had him on the show actually Super Bowl week before. So one of the legendary people in the business, Dan Patrick's show yesterday was discussing something that I think we've all thought to a certain extent, which is what would happen if we all had the day off after the Super Bowl? Like that, the day, you know, the day after Super Bowl off. Okay, that sounds great. Does sound he, good in theory. Not he, for us, but for everyone else. He went a step further, though. Do you like this idea? Something to think about when it comes to when the Super Bowl is played. If we have two weeks in between conference title games and the Super Bowl, how about we play the Super Bowl on the Saturday instead of the Sunday two weeks after the AFC-NFC title games? Who's with me? Everybody. Yes. Wouldn't it be great that you have all of this time so both teams get plenty of rest? Saturday is the Super Bowl. Sunday you get to recover. Paulie? I think you will get unanimous support. Once you get over the stupid awkwardness of removing the phrase Super Bowl Sunday, which will bother me for about three minutes, the idea that you could be Saturday Put the game even a little bit later start. doesn't have to be 6.15. It could be 7. Mm -hmm. People could have parties, stay out later, not worry about running home and being at work the next day. Mm -hmm. You would, I think you'd find almost unanimous support for that. So I got no problem with it whatsoever. You want to move it to Saturday? Not going to hear it. What do I care? I I do think that that might mean us personally might have to work on Sunday. (laughs) That's fine. I think there's a decent Uh, shot that us as a show, we'd be in here 10 to 2 on Sunday if the Chiefs were in it. Yeah, yeah, I I have no problem. They want to move it to Saturday. I don't hate the idea whatsoever. He is correct that you could have the game start later because everybody would know they're already off and Saturday could be even bigger party. So, sure. I also think we don't even need to do that, though, because I I like this for time. I think it's going to sort itself out, though, Cody. The next CBA likely is going to have 18 games or it's going to have additional buys because there's more international games. One of the two is happening. So there's a chance that just naturally, a week later, naturally everything's going to get pushed back. Should the NFL just go a week earlier though? And then you're, then you're looking at president's day already because we know president's day is the week after, you know, the following week. So I don't think they even have to change any of this. Why not go the week before though? Why always go later? Why not just, what do you mean? Start, you mean start the NFL season earlier? Yes. I don't know. College football is Labor Day weekend. They don't want to start the NFL Labor Day weekend, maybe. I mean, I, I mean, if you're the NFL, I don't worry about when other people are starting. I know college probably. A lot of people college would not want that. I, I, college I, would hate it. Sure. I, if I'm the NFL, Labor college Day, can start earlier too. No one's stopping them. Labor Day weekend. Some people are still going out of town, right? And and I think you know, there's some schools that don't start till after Labor Day weekend. Some people are sure. their last weekend, last family trip or whatever. I know around here, people are in school already, but other parts yeah. of the country, they're not. So I think that's probably the argument. Um, I wouldn't care if that happened either. That would, that would work for me, too. I, just I was think thinking you just eliminate be... the bye week in between, but they probably won't do that because they like the... Build up? Yeah. And, you, I mean, we also, 
as much as it's build up, I do want both teams to be as healthy as possible for the Super Bowl. I mean, these are the two best teams in the league this year at this point. I, I would like that. Someone, you know, is talking about uh, President's Day. Not everybody gets it off anyway. And that's true, right? You're not going to no, find a perfect solution. No, it's more people than now, right? Yeah. The rest of you have to take the holiday just to take it. For the people who do get President's Day, mm-hmm. you're in, like, you could never get everybody off of work. That's not plausible. You know, people who work in service industry stuff, people who work in um, EMT or, like, first responder stuff, like, you're never going to get everybody off of work. That's just not plausible. It is... What is the maximum amount of people you can get off of the Super Bowl? The thing is, the government's not going to help you. Carrington's suggestion is just move President's Day. <laughs> you got enough things going on rather than try to convince the Senate to introduce a bill. I love that. To just one. move President's Day for the Super Bowl. You got a much better chance <laughs> of just either moving your game to Saturday or moving your game to before President's Day that already exists and trying to squeeze it into that window. I think a Saturday Super Bowl sounds awesome. Because that's when a majority of the working people work. Monday through Friday night. And maybe it's 50-50, right? Maybe it's not a majority. But enough people work that schedule that you do a big service for your viewership and the party angle and all of that stuff versus all the people who have to go to work the next day. The actual move the holiday is, is, is kind of funny to me. I think you'd be more likely to create a new one. I think you'd have better support, bipartisan support, if you said, you know, we just like a holiday. We want to call it Super Monday. And we all get the day off. Um, it's, you know, like we want to do it that way instead versus let's just move President's Day. You said you did look it up. They moved it once. I believe they moved it once because it wasn't always the third. Monday. Why did they move it? You know, uh, I'm not sure. I think it happened in 1971 or something. I'm not sure. There's also I learned there's also a couple dozen states that don't call it President's Day. What do they call it? They call it. They just celebrate it as the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and George Washington or whatever, I guess. So they're not honoring all presidents, so just those so two. Anyway, but um, <laughs> I just think you could solve a lot of this. Like, we don't even have to have a headache of moving anything. Just the NFL schedule is probably going to back up to President's Day within the next five years anyway. And so that solves that. And I'm not That's saying late. that every, I'm not saying everybody's off, but like, I don't think they have to move anything around. The NFL is already going to add an additional week at some point. Uh, they made it the third Monday in February, not just to move for everyone, but to make it universal. There you go. Before, people were celebrating it at two different times. They moved it to the third Monday to make it the same Yeah, is the answer. They move it. I'm good with all options. They want to move it to Saturday. That doesn't harm me whatsoever. The NFL, I think, will take care of it in a couple years anyway. The one thing that doesn't make sense is moving the federal holiday a week early. <laughs> You know, this is America. If we want to move a federal holiday for the Super Bowl, damn it, we can do it. In Someone America, said, for a football, we can do whatever we want. Someone says it would be the most American thing ever. Move President's Day <laughs> for the Super Bowl. The president, the single highest office in the country, like, look, this ain't going to work for us. We can't keep celebrating you guys a week later. We need that day off for our for our football game. Oh, man. I mean, really, it's about the NFL doing it more than that's, again, why the federal holiday wouldn't move. The NFL just got to adjust their schedule around it. Why? Why isn't it on a Saturday? Is it just because we're used to football being on a Sunday? Yes, it has to be that. But they play so many. They play games on Mondays, Thursdays, Saturday. I know like I know we think of football as being a Sunday sport. They play it three other days in the week. My guess. I mean, they play all the time on other days. Just to guess it would be, Cody, that. Again, not everybody is off Sunday, but still more people are already off Sunday than Saturday. That's my guess. So you're talking about viewership numbers. My oh. guess is that more people are working yeah. on Saturday than they are Sunday, just by All nature right. of businesses that may or may not be operating. And so that also might be a viewership thing for them. That's a good question. 
I mean, I don't have like scientific data for that, but I'm just assuming more people and businesses are open on Saturday than Sunday. Just seems I like assume pretty... they stuck with Sunday because Sunday's the day of football, right? Um, I you know like that it. just logically made more sense. Uh, and actually, no, according to this, more companies have the day off on Saturdays than Sundays. Sunday is a more common working day in the United States. For who? I don't know, people, man. For no, like legitimately, for who? I don't know, people. I don't know any businesses that are like. Do you know that many businesses that are like we're closed on Sundays? Sunday is busier than Saturday. I know. You're I know. Yes. I know. Banks are closed on Sunday, and I know they're open for part of the day on Saturday. Depends I know the, the post, bank, but yeah. I know the post office is open <laughs> on Saturday and usually closed on Sunday. I don't know. Someone said in the military, a lot of bases get the day off after the Super Bowl. That's nice. I didn't know that. No, it's good. Someone said, "Ask Clark Hunt on Radio Row." We will. We can do that. What was the thing I said I wanted to ask Clark Hunt oh, on Radio Row? I wanted to ask him about his, his installing the, microphones in the microphone. on oh, reporters. Yeah. That's right. I'm definitely asking the that. The text still. line probably would like that as well. Yeah. Again, I have universal week, support. If, if you Bipartisan. Ask, yeah. If you ask Clark Hunt just about microphones in the press room, he's not. He's just gonna. That, he's gonna wonder uh, what the hell you're talking you, about. You, that, you can say, ask him about. I think it is a fair. Do you think the Super Bowl should be on Sunday? That's that's actually. I am curious what his answer is. Like, would but, you uh, be open to a Saturday Super Bowl or mm-hmm. moving a federal? He'll be like, holiday. hey, if the Chiefs are in it every year, I'm good with whatever day they want to have might it be on. That should be answer. the answer. When right? you play this back, that's probably the answer. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> when as long as the Chiefs are in it, I don't care what day. Someone says Chick Fil A's closed on Sundays. Yeah, I, I want to know what article you're looking at. I just named you three pretty big businesses that are closed. You Dude, know, Chick Fil A is not driving all of business just because they're banks, one place open I, on a Sunday. Federal banks aren't big enough for you. <laughs> they're at best. Some banks are open on a half day for Saturday. Yes. But I know they're closed Sunday. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. They're also closed President's Day. <laughs> the <laughs> day after. Yeah. The weekend, back around to that. the weekend after the Super Bowl this year is very, very busy. What do you mean? What's um, the weekend after? Daytona five hundred. I know you'll be glued to that. Daytona five hundred. NBA All Star weekend is the very next weekend as well, which is that's traditionally been the President's Day right after because they're the All Star game, not that it matters, not that people care here <laughs> like that, but the NBA All-Star game normally starts at like 8.30 p.m. Eastern time or 9 p.m. That, that sucker True. goes we, till like midnight. If we could trade, if we could make an even trade and we told you, hey, you can you can come to the Super Bowl radio row for a week or actually we're just going to send you to the Daytona 500 instead. Be honest. What would you pick? If I was able to. I don't think that's Daytona. I think and, so. Am I, going, am I just going to the race or am I like, in, am I getting a pit pass? Am I going you in and interviewing people? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Radio I, row, you got to work. Very or tough. pit pass, you got to work. Le- legitimately, I would say Radio Row in the Super Bowl because I, I, as much as I love like covering races and I've done them before, I like going as a fan and enjoying my time as a racing fan while I'm at like, like go going to the Kansas races. That was great. I was able to just go sit up in the stands, had a tank top on, had a beer, and it was great. And I was able to just watch the race. That's fun. I, I, I would not like to work the Daytona 500. I'd rather do Radio Row. Okay, I was just curious. Have you been to you're the Indy 500? Na- you're, you're from big NASCAR Indy. guy. I have never been to the Indianapolis 500. How's this am, possible? You're I from know, Indianapolis. I know. And a racing fan. I have never been to the Indianapolis 500 before. It, it is like diabolically bad that I have. I'm stunned by that. I would have guessed. Yeah, I would have assumed. I would have guessed. But he went like 10 times. Not only have I not been to one, I've been, have I not only not been to five, I've been not been to one. I've been to the Brickyard 400, but. Um, at this point, Gold, if you got to choose to go to like the Masters of the Super Bowl, what are you choosing? You've been to the Super Bowl well, twice. This is a spoiled question. You've been, Ooh, that's, that's a, that's a you've been to the Super Bowl twice. That's what I'm saying. Well, about to be a third is in about two weeks. That's a spoiled question. 99% of people would, would probably say the Super Bowl. 
at this point, my answer would be the Masters because I'm fortunate. <laughs> we've been spoiled, and this will be my third. My Super answer Bowl. would be the Super Bowl. I, I'm not going to be able to go to the game on Sunday. I, for us, yeah. it's different because um, we've been lucky enough. But, but yeah, I would that say that was a very spoiled and entitled well, question. You know, great, great point on the working thing. Yeah, you're thinking about how about all the churches that aren't open on Saturdays that are out here doing yeah. work on Sundays. A lot of employees, man. A lot of Correct. people. A lot of moving parts. Oh, churches are closed on Saturday, Cody. I don't know. Some probably. I, I guess my point, my point, I guess I my point is, if you're saying that all these, places, if you're saying all these are open, open some are hours a day. No, but if, some you're, but if you're saying that, like, hey, these businesses are all open on Sunday, my question would be, well, are they closed on Saturday? Because if so, the same, we're not really getting any, gra- we're not gaining any ground on I either argument. I think it's no, I think it's like banking. <laughs> if they're open on Saturday, the church is like a half day. It's like the bank on Sunday. <laughs> it's it's like the half day situation. No Someone says, Gold, if you could have four more Super Bowls or legal sports betting in Missouri, what are you choosing? Well. Four more, like, for the Chiefs or four, like... Or just go to four or more. Or go to four more. Also, I'll be honest, guys. I want Missouri to legalize it. I care. live on the Kansas side. It's really not harming me as much as others. Say, it's pretty now, easy. Or they strip you off of Kansas. Yeah, there you go. That's probably the scenario you need to give me. Because, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm on the Kansas side. Now, do I want to be able to go to Arrowhead and Kauffman Stadium and bet? A- absolutely. I think it's ridiculous we don't have that opportunity. And hopefully, if things continue trending where they are, people will get a chance to decide in November. At we this point, see. you guys have... Because everybody would say, I think, the Super Bowl is a bucket list item. I mean, of obviously, Augusta has uh, won. Cody, you've been there. I, I mean, what... It was just a practice round, but it was cool. Oh, to yeah. me, it still counts. You you've walked the golf course before, which is extremely private. You can't even set foot in there unless you're. Yeah, it's that, that week weekend. Or yeah. You're paying a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, what like is a bucket list item that you guys have not been to that you would want to go to? Because you guys have done a lot. World Series. It's the Masters. You would have thought I would have covered them in the two years they were here, but I had to work. I was working away from. You the did say that. Yeah, that so I didn't, I didn't get it's to go. the Masters. I worked all, every um, single game of the World Series, but I didn't work at the stadium. Mm. Yeah, I'd say Masters or college football national title. Those are literally the two sporting, like big sporting events I haven't been to yet in my life. So, yeah, those would be it. Someone said, what churches are having 5 p.m. Sunday services? Banks are closed by 5 anyway. That doesn't count. No deal. A lot of churches do. Like Honestly, I don't. I don't know. Morning. <laughs> I don't know the answer. We don't. Ask on the wrong show, I think, on that one. I don't Look, know. I'm not trying to dismiss. I'm just saying, like, we didn't really go. So, Growing up, our, our, our church always was in the morning. They didn't have an evening service my grandparents they uh, they had early morning mid-morning and evening as well so i guess it just depends someone, someone asked who's the halftime show usher yeah usher's the That'll halftime be a performer. fun halftime show for you guys usher you are gonna you get up and dance a little bit uh, i mean you'll have a, that's one of those where actually at tv it's better the halftime show is very it's, you don't get it you don't it's hard to see it really at the stadium the, the halftime show is better is that home. small it, i guess it, it, it's smaller in comparison to what stadium's just so massive yeah, yeah. it's like I mean, it's cool still. Don't get me wrong, but someone says you can't be from Indy, Drew, and a race fan, and not go to the 500. I know. I, I, Let's get Drew so to the Indy 500 this year. You know, I've been. He's got I, a free place to stay. All we got to do is get him. I've been to Media Day and covered Media Day, but I didn't go to the actual race, which was very disappointing. Sorry, man. I, I look. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring up a sore spot. IndyCar uh, is fine. I just you win. <laughs> in, you know, IndyCar is fine. I love NASCAR is bringing back the Brickyard. They're bringing back the oval or the rectangle, if you will. I'm excited for that. Did you ever get into racing cold? No. You guys have been to a race, though, correct here? Been to one. Went to the speed Kansas Speedway. No. Are, are you guys not going to walk? I've never been to one. Been you have Oh, I Cody. went to the Speedway, had a pit pass. It was cool. I got my. I think I got my fix, though, I'll be honest. Cody, there's a Netflix doc. They made one for NASCAR this year. Oh, it's like It the... is out. It's like Drive to Survive, but it's NASCAR. There have been people who have said... I'm I'm now hooked. I, I I now have to go to an NASCAR race. So I think you should do it, and then we can go to the race in May. That's here. 
with your matching tattoos you're going to get in <laughs> Vegas. Well, perfect. Problem the text solved. line was asking earlier about strip club and all that stuff. If we decide to do any of this stuff, well, Cody owes us a strip club visit. We will let you know where and when it will be. I think most people would like that to take place on the weekend, as that's when That'd most even people more expensive. Are Great. Great. Are you kidding? It'd probably be a lot cheaper on a Tuesday afternoon. You know? Cody wants to go. <laughs> Cody wants to go right after we get off the air Tuesday <laughs> noon what? noon Vegas time. Cody wants to <laughs> stroll into Spearmint Rhino at lunchtime on Tuesday. Best price. <laughs> Trying to get this out of the way. Feel less dirty about myself if I leave and it's still light huh? outside. Well, you know it can still be light outside if you go on a Friday night too. You know that, right? You can leave when it's light outside as well. They, the same thing can happen. Not depending on how late of <laughs> night. The same thing can happen. The same thing can happen. Strip clubs are normally busier at at night, I would assume. So I feel like I, I, Cody. I feel like you would Cody, I feel like you would feel less dirty if you went at nighttime, where there's a lot more people who are in that situation. Uh, do you to, think this is like day, if, like drinking day drinking in a bar? Like some just feel if, like you're like, should I be doing this? If you walked in and there were five people in there, including yourself, you would feel much more awkward than you going and there would be 200 people in there. There's no way. 200. No one's gonna notice me. Exactly. I can I can hide in a corner. You no, feel, no you, one's gonna. You're worrying too much. About, you're worrying too much about the other patrons. That's not. Yeah, that, that should not be your focus when you're inside the strip club. What are you worried about everybody else for? I don't like the vibe. <laughs> Shouldn't worry about anybody else. <laughs> You'd feel a lot worse about yourself going at nighttime. I think. Sometimes this is why they offer a lunch buffet. Yeah, that's I a lunch buffet on COVID. COVID doesn't. COVID, COVID. COVID. Strip clubs are immune to COVID. I think actually, it's uh, there's, it's enough. It's dirty. It's COVID dirty enough that there's when not they any were in doing drive by, drive drive by dances. <laughs> yes, yes. Lady was just like the video of it. She just like standing like by a pole. That guy just had his window rolled down and tossed a couple of singles out the window. It was depressing. I think that's right. Depressing. I can't remember what city that was in. I don't remember. I want to say Colorado, but I'm not. Yeah. It I'm looked not like sure. it was cold. Like she's wearing like a jacket in between. It, I think it was. Man. Terrifying. Terrifying experience. You know, I'm not looking forward to that. Hmm? You'll said, be all right. You'll be all right. I'll be all right. Oh, I'm not going to like be fine. We'll see how Vegas goes here. We'll be there. Oh, the text line's crushing you right now. Well, I do. Cause I said, let's go in the day. Yeah. They just said there's no way you could hide Cody in a strip club. No, I'd stand out. My, everyone can sense my my level of discomfort. Uh, somebody earlier Stands in the week, out. when this came up, somebody earlier in the week said that you would pay them in baked goods. You tip them baked tip, goods. Tip them some bread. And we are also, Cody. by the way, we are way over. I did not play oh, sorry. any of the music. I'm sorry. That, that, that is on me. We're having too much fun. All good, man. All good. We're back at it tomorrow on the show. Dane and Hughes will join us. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid as well. The Drive with CDOT, coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.